Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I am your host, Dee. Today with me, I have my buddy, Adam. Adam is a former EMT, sandwiched in between EMT jobs. He was uh, working at a pub. He's out of that business now. He's working at Trader Joe's. Who knew Trader Joe's was the jam? So many people I know have transitioned on to working for Trader Joe's. I hear it's a good company. Welcome to the show, Adam Kushner. Hey, hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate hey, you uh, having me on. Yeah, happy to, happy to. Uh, oh, I didn't mention former MLB hopeful. Right? How long did you you were playing in recreational leagues for several years after like high school and such, weren't you? Oh yeah, I mean, I would never say MLB hopeful. <laughs> um, I think once I saw a ninety mile per hour fastball, I knew that baseball was uh, it was pretty much it for me. Yeah, uh, oh, you know, I crawled back to beer league softball. Um, no, but yeah, um, there's some pretty cool men's leagues around um, around the Chicago land area. Mm-hmm. You know, they play at like a lot of cool suburban leagues and shit like that but no yeah that was about as far as i can go some of those kids can actually really play right yeah yeah i'm running out there (laughs) probably had a couple beers the night before right feeling a little a little sore squinting at the the sun that's already behind the clouds (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, no I, i was a little out of my league at that point gotcha all right yeah that reminds me um Shoot, I was literally just talking about this with somebody that one of my buddies uh, tried to walk on in college and he caught a pass and like he played in high school and he played like in the neighborhood with us and he was quick. So he thought he had a shot and he caught a pass and he was like, yo, I've never been thrown at that hard in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dude wasn't even on the team. He was literally a a walk on person just the same. So he was like, I'm not ready for this life. (laughs) Oh man, but I appreciate the self-awareness. I appreciate the self-awareness. How many people do you know that still think they have a shot? At baseball? But just, you know, sports in general. Like they're they've been in these semi-pro leagues or whatever until oh. their 30s thinking like, "No, no, no. I'm gonna be like that that Dennis blast. Quaid Disney movie." I'm yeah, yeah, shot. yeah, yeah, the rookie. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I, there are definitely some kids I follow on Instagram that probably still, still think that they have a chance. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know anybody, you know, I, mean, I might. I might. I'd have to really think about it. I might know some kids that are still trying to go. But, yeah, not off the top of my head. Everybody's pretty much given up on that dream. Nice. The washed up high yeah. school hero. I love it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like my brothers are transitioning. Well, my brother Zach is transitioning into golf right now, so he pretty much gave up baseball and now he's just all about golf. Dang. When uh when did he turn 40? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's really yeah, he's really living out his fucking dreams right now and he's what 20, 26. Wow. So he's getting all the old stuff out now. He's good. Good for him. <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool beans. Cool beans. So uh, Adam, hit us hit us with your decision. What what was that moment in your life where something happened and that you can still see the effects to this? Day? Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so I, I I thought about this for a little while, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I I thought about it and I was like, man, like, is this overplayed? Like, 
have I have I talked about this too much? And I, I feel like I really haven't like too much. And it's something that I can talk about where I don't really like care about talking about it. Okay. Um, but I would definitely say that getting married when I was 20 years old was probably a pretty big decision that definitely altered, <laughs> altered, altered some, uh, some paths in my life. Whoa. Uh, Wait, so yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. did get married or the choice was whether or not to get married. Oh no, I did. You did get married. Yes, I did. Oh snap. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was a big, uh, that was a big thing. That was, a, that was, I guess so. I mean, to me at the time, it wasn't a big thing. I really think about it. Okay. You know, was this um, one of those like super religious, like, oh no, she's pregnant. We have to get married. Oh, or God, no, no, were no. you like in love with this, this girl? And you're like, no, you know, I, yeah, there were, we were definitely in love, but you know, I mean, everybody's in love when they're fucking 19. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, definitely not like a religious thing. I actually didn't tell anybody. Like I didn't tell, um, like nobody went to the wedding. Like it was kind of like a, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't tell anybody. And we went downtown and did the whole thing at the courthouse, and that was it. Were you guys living together, or did you just get married and you go back to your parents' house? Uh, yeah, we pretty much did that. We pretty much like got married, and I was like, "All right, like I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> and then, uh, oh and then, yeah, and I don't know how long that went on, and then it got to a point where, like, you know, like everybody kind of found out and knew that we had gotten married. So it was like, well, you guys are fucking married. Why aren't you guys living together? So right. then we eventually uh, like lived together uh, for the remainder of the relationship. Wow. So, that's yeah, <laughs> we were literally fucking children. That's so. that's hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> hilarious. So my, when my wife and I got married, we didn't actually uh, move in together for a month. And we were we were we got married in October and we were leaving the country for our honeymoon in um, the end of November. So we're like, you know, let's not get a place right now because we don't know exactly where we want to live. And we just going to we don't want to pay rent on a place we're not going to be. So we'll you stay at your place. I'll stay at mine. I mean, we were together every night, but it was we still had our own place. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea of, oh, man, this is so great. All right, wife. I love you. I'll see you, see you tomorrow. OK, I'm going home now. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, make sure if you call my mom answers, just let her let her know. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Wow. Okay. How, how long were you guys married? Yeah. It's a little wild to think about now for sure. A, a little while. How long were you guys married? Uh, we were married for like a year and a half maybe. Oh, okay. How long before you guys moved in together? Not long. Maybe like a couple months. Three, four months. And a just couple okay, months. My guy. Right? I mean, I don't know. You know, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Wow. It was a very, yeah, it was a very wild experience. No kidding. <laughs> so, was this like an impulsive thing? Or were you guys thinking like, no, I want to live the rest of my life with you. Let's get married forever. <sighs> It was, I would say, like, it was more borderline impulsive. Mm. Um, you know, I don't even know if we had talked about it really a lot. So I, in my head, I had kind of normalized getting married really young because everybody in my family had done it. Right. 
Um, and that was something that I thought about a lot, but it, like there was never any pressure on me. Like nobody was like, oh, you need to get married and start having kids now. That's just how I thought you were supposed to do it. Right. So like, yeah, being like 18, 19, I was like, well, I should start thinking about starting a family soon. Right. <laughs> it's just Holy looking gosh. back at that now, like being fucking 28, it's just crazy how I thought that way. Wow. And now I'm like 28 and no kids. And I'm like, oh my God, a kid would fucking completely disrupt my entire life right now. Yeah. You know, but like back then, I was like, I want three kids by the time I'm 24. Wow! And, and that's really like that was my plan. That was, that super, was just that's my plan. Super aggressive at at 20 yeah. years old. Oh wow. yeah, 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 yeah. And my mom, I mean, my mom had four kids before she was 28. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah, it was just normal, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, I guess that's kind of normal. My mom had her fourth kid at 29. Yeah, exactly. So, so okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, so, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Wow. So, I just yeah, I thought that was the way to go, um, mm. and it was definitely yeah more impulsive. And I think I brought it up. I think I just kind of like brought it up, and I don't even know if I did it like semi jokingly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like brought it up, and then she just kind of like never let it go. And then we would just talk about it so much. And then one day it was just like, dude, when are we getting married? And we're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, all right, let's just do it. And like. We set a date and then we just did it. Wow. That's impressive so, that yeah. you guys at 20 years old were able to plan a wedding and then execute it and then keep it a secret for as long as you did. Yeah. I don't really know if it, it definitely wasn't that long. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely did not keep it a secret that long because like my brothers, my brothers knew about it oh, and we don't okay. really, you know, like my brothers knew cause, and that was funny cause I told them the day before. I was like, hey, by the way, I'm getting married tomorrow. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and they thought I was joking. And I like pulled out this ring and they're like, you're out of your fucking mind. I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it. Wow. And then, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you guys were married for a year and a half. How was yeah, the, how was the, the split? <clears throat> was it the amicable? Or did you guys both think like, you know what? We're too young for this. This is stupid. Let's um... <laughs> or... Uh, I think we had both gotten to that point at some point, but no, the split was pretty, um, I mean, it, it was, it was a little messy. It wasn't like super messy. Like, no, there was no like crazy, like fights okay. or anything like that. At least I don't re- like remember. Mm-hmm. Um, there could have been some, but no, it was definitely less like it, it just, it wasn't something that I had expected to happen. And, um, you know, it kind of just ended up happening, happening. And, you know, she had met somebody else while we were together. Awkward. And, and uh, yeah. Super so, awkward. Wow. Yeah. And it was awkward to deal with. And it was weird. It was weird going through that being so young. Cause I was just like, I don't know how to handle this situation, you right. know, <laughs> being Shoot. like on the, like being 22 years old and having to like, Oh wow. I have to go get like divorced. Yeah. You know, were, uh, were you still in love with her at that point or had you guys um, like, started fighting yeah, and... yeah no no i so i definitely was um otherwise i don't think i would have stuck around as long as i did because you know it was something it, it was like one of those things where i knew what was happening and i just had to kind of figure out that it was happening and mm-hmm. you know it just took me a while to do that um but i feel like if i wasn't in love with her i would have just like and I, and I knew you know and mm-hmm. i knew deep down like i knew for a fact um i probably wouldn't have stuck around as long as i did gotcha um you know Okay. So I think it was, yeah, I think it was more of just me like 
I think I just stuck around because I was like too afraid to like like I was like there's no way this is happening, you know? Right, yeah. We just got married. We just started yeah, living right? together. What it, is Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. It was it was just like it was still kind of fresh, you know? Yeah. We had like yeah, we've been married for like a year or something. Wow. And then she just yeah, kind of started going and south. Only, but only we were, living, so if you if you got married and moved in 3 months later and then at a year things started to do, so 9 months. Yeah, nine months. right? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't law. I mean, we were we were together like a year and a half before that. Before, like, we had gotten married, at least. I mean, I, I really got to go back and look at some like Facebook posts and really get the timeline hmm. down on this because <laughs> it gets very fuzzy. Wow. Okay. Okay. And so, when did it end for you? The relationship. When did the relationship end for you? Was it when she told you, like, hey, Adam, I there's this that's, other see, dude? See, that's the thing she never told me. <gasps> Rude. She never told me anything. Okay. She, like, she she never, like, admitted anything either. It was just, like, it was just, like, we both knew that we knew. Hmm. Like, she knew that I knew, and it was very apparent of what was going on, but she, like, never really said anything about it. Wow. Okay. And uh, so, I, yeah, I think once I, once I started you know i started feeling weird and i was just like why are you acting weird she started getting really um just offensive over like weird things hmm. and um you know i started coming home super late and right she was like oh i'm working late and stuff like that which like you look back at it and you're like god what an idiot like oh yeah, yeah. just working late at a tattoo shop you right. know yeah be home at two o'clock in the morning wow. like no problem like that was just normal but no yeah looking back it's just like no yeah it's I just I, I started to see her change as a person. That's when I kind of gotcha. kind of knew. That's when you knew. When did you yeah. realize that you were living in a lifetime network movie? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I I, had, I think like I think once I started feeling like severe stress for the first time in my life, wow. I was like, "What is th- what am I going through?" At like you know, I was like, and a half years uh, old. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. Okay. It was um yeah it was a, uh, a wild thing. How did you guys meet? High school? Mm. A funny story. So I met her through a former old coworker of ours. Okay. At Costco. No kidding. So uh yeah she was uh she was really really she, I think she was like best friends at the time with um this girl that worked at Costco with us. No kidding. Yeah 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 yeah. So I met her through her. And we all just started hanging out, and that's just kind of kind of how it happened. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> no kidding. <laughs> so you guys, you got married. In, what is it? In twenty thirteen, you got married. Uh, twenty. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, twenty thirteen. I, mean, I have a tattoo on my arm of the date, so that's how I can go back and look Whoa. at that. Which, which I also kind of forget about that every Whoa. once in a while. So. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So then you guys met in around twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So met in 2012 and then married. Wow. Okay, so you guys met through her. Um, well, did she ever did she ever work with you at Costco or she was just a mutual? No, no, no. So she yeah, she was just a mutual friend and then okay. um, we did end up working at Wrigley Field together. So oh, okay. that was Yeah, I think that was the only time we worked together. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. 
Um, what did you guys, what drew you guys together? Hmm. Well, you know, she was really funny. Um, okay. she was really funny. We had, we had a very similar sense of humor. Um, so yeah, cause I, I'm just like a very, you know, I'm a very loud and, you know, I can be a little obnoxious, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not obnoxious with, you know, class. Mm. Um, but she, yeah, she would just, she was very loud and she was very like, she would, um, it was very easy to talk to her. You know, she can control a conversation and hold a conversation. So, you know, being 19 years old, it was like, wow, like this girl can <laughs> actually talk to me. Right. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, and she was, uh, she was extremely smart. Uh, yeah. One of the smartest people I've ever met. Okay. So yeah, that was, uh, that was nice too. Okay. So she was smart and funny. So basically the, the things that you liked about her were the things a kid likes about another kid, essentially. Exactly. Gotcha. You know, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that's what I was very young. I was a young man together. I don't even know if I was a man yet. Fair enough. Um, would you have ca characterized yourself as impulsive at that point? Now you said it was kind of like on a whim. Would you like characterize yourself in your decision-making at large impulsive or was this an impulsive decision? Uh, which one? Like actually getting married or like, no, so like, the, the marriage notwithstanding, right. Were you yeah. the type of person that made impulsive decisions on a regular basis? I at wouldn't that time, say so. No, you're more, more I, calculated. I, you like gave decisions yeah. a little bit more thought. Yeah. 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 I would say so. You know, I definitely thought about it more, but you know, when, when it came to, when it came to like relationships, I'd say I was more impulsive. Ah, okay. Yeah. Your parents are still together? Uh, they are, yeah. Okay. They're actually, uh, today is their 29th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Happy anniversary to you folks. Crazy. A long time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to imagine if, um, when, when you were a kid, like in grade school, was there a girl that you really liked who said she liked you uh, on Tuesday and then on Friday she was kissing Billy in, at the other end of oh, the playground? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I, am I even allowed to say her name? But yeah, no. I, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was uh, third grade, my first crush. Okay, so your first... Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm wondering if, you my know... My first crush that, I can remember. If that sort of experience might have motivated your decision-making later on. Like, oh, I better lock her down or else she's going to be kissing Billy on the other end of the playground. Yeah, you maybe, know, yeah. Those yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. things, like, they live at the base of our mind, you know? So not even like something that you're consciously weighing against being with this woman, but you're like deep down, yeah. there's that fear like, oh, she's going to like Billy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I was definitely the kid that would, you know, sit around and um, kind of wait for the girl to be taken because I was just too afraid. Gotcha. So I, that was that was definitely me growing up as a, as that little kid. I was just kind of the funny one and I would just kind of wait for them to tell me I was funny or something. And then if they didn't, I'd just be like, well, see you around. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. So let's unpack a little bit of who you were at the time in 2013. Uh, you said brothers, uh, is it just boys or, uh, so I have, two, I, have, I have two brothers and a younger sister. Okay. Well, I have two younger, two younger brothers and a younger sister. Okay. Oh, you're the oldest. Well, I guess you would have to be. Your parents married 29 years. You're 28. Yeah. So you were the first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the accident. I was the, I was the oopsie, got to get married, baby. No kidding. <laughs> and then how far apart are you guys? 
So I'm 28, Zach's 26, Jacob's 24, Abigail is 21. 6, 24, 21. Okay. Alrighty. Into it. Into it. Um, at the time where you guys got married, were you still working at Costco or had you transitioned to working for the EMT? So, oh my God. Ambulance. So no, I, I was, I was not working at Costco. So we, so we actually never dated when I was working at Costco. Um, so I had gotten fired from Costco and then we went and I met her for the first time about two days after that. Gotcha. All right. Let's quick pause. Uh, why did you get fired from Costco? <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I always feel like, I just don't know how to say that I got fired without saying I got fired for stealing. Oh. But I didn't steal anything. So that's the thing. Okay. Were, like was it one of those, like, were you given... Because I remember there was a point where... There for was those of you listening, he and I, he and I worked fired. at Costco at the same time. Um, yeah. All those many years ago. Uh, I remember there was a point where they fired a bunch of people working in the food court and other employees. Uh, because one of the food court members was, like, handing out pizza slices. That, that was me. Ah, and okay. It, yeah, that was me, and I got fired because I was getting free food, but I didn't know that I was getting free food. It wasn't like I was walking up and saying, hey, can I get this $1.75 piece of pizza for free because I don't have any money? Right, right. You know, I had money to pay for it. I just didn't know they weren't charging me. Right. You know, because I would always pay for something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so like a lot of the times they weren't charging people for the Costco cups, which is like 65 cents. Right. What are you doing? Wow. Just, okay. I'll, I'll pay for the, I'll pay for the cup. So yeah, they brought me into the office and they were like, Hey, we know you've been stealing. Like, uh, have you ever stolen anything? Like, wh what did you stole from the store? And I was like, what are you guys? I thought they had the wrong person. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Right. Right. I was like, I've never stolen a thing from this job. I actually really loved that job. I really did. Yeah. Um, no. and yeah, they, they actually asked me if I wanted to pay back the money from all the stuff I stole. And I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I took my last check and I left. How much? How much would it have been? How much were they estimating they, that you they, stole they, in that's those what soda saying. cups? They wanted me to. They wanted me to like guesstimate, and I was like, "I'm not going to sit here and do this. You guys are already fired." <laughs> guesstimate here. I'll give you a dollar eighty-five plus yeah. tax. How's that? Yeah, exactly. Get Which is, I guess here. I could have done that. That's but hilarious. No, no. It was, wow. it was okay. terrible. Yeah, I, I remember that they were just like ten people gone one day. Yeah, and then yeah. they were like, "Hey, you know, if there's stuff from the." food court then you're not allowed you you have to pay for everything you consume right yeah and i was like oh shoot and i remember i got um called into the so for those of you listening that don't know me uh very well i love rules i love them <laughs> not because i have to have rules in order to feel like in control i love rules because i love to see how far i can push things up against that rule before <laughs> you don't care about the rule anymore right and so yeah. uh, there was a point where somebody brought in some pasta from the deli, right? And they cooked it in the okay. deli and they just brought it up and put it on the table and people were eating. And I like made a massive stink. Like, how dare you? This is stealing. Did you put it in your <laughs> log? Did the store buy this for us? No, they didn't. Don't you dare steal. And I was like making So they called me in the office like, hey, uh, you know, if, if if the store does it, it's not stealing. I'm like, <laughs> That sounds like a double standard, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No kidding. Okay. All right. So was, after Costco, 
You started dating her like a couple <laughs> days later. You went on your first date. Okay. So what were yeah. what job were you doing when you guys got married? Oh boy. Um, so I'd been working for this company, Home City Ice. Um, mm. While That's we right. were while deliveries. while we were dating. Um, and yeah, that was a rough job. That was a pretty rough job. Yeah. You know, you'd be working pretty long days. Um, and I'm trying to think from like when we got married. What was it? I think. Yeah, I think I was working on the ambulance. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely. Yeah, I was working on the ambulance. Yeah. Gotcha. That was that was, that was my first ambulance job. Okay. Because so, I'd be yeah, I'd been going to EMT school and working a couple jobs while doing that, and then yeah, I remember once I got on, I was like, okay, I can quit my other jobs now and focus on this. Gotcha. Uh, what 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 was she doing? What was the work that she was doing? Was she at the tattoo so shop she, the whole time? So she was in grad school, and then she was going to get her master's in public health administration. Okay. Um, and so she she had seen like an ad on Facebook or something saying that they were uh, looking for apprentices uh, to like become piercers. Oh, okay. And so she was like, "Oh, that seems pretty cool." And I like. I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, you want to bring in, cause I was the only one working and mm. she was actually getting paid to go to school though. So she would still oh, get nice. paid cause yeah, they, they paid her like every month or something like that. And, uh, but yeah, so she ended up going and working at the tattoo shop and making a whole bunch of money. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was nice for a period of time. <clears throat> okay. So you guys are both, both working. Um, and then, uh, what kind of hobbies did you guys, did you have? Oh, shit. As 21-year-olds, a lot of drinking, I'd say. Okay. So uh, were you guys the type of drinkers where you would go out to bars or the club, or were you going out to friend's house and, like, putting down a 32-pack? It, of... it wasn't a lot of clubs, but, yeah, it was a lot of friend's houses. It was a lot of uh, going out. We used to go to this stupid bar, Doc Ryan's. Yeah, I think it was, like, Franklin Park. We used to go out there all gotcha. the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then other than that, uh, you would like go hang out at like house parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of like hanging out. Just a lot of like dumb young like kids stuff and hmm. you know, going out to Wrigleyville, which Wrigleyville I will I don't think I've gone out to a bar in Wrigleyville since the Cubs won the World Series. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> wow. So yeah, a lot of stuff like that. You know, we'd go to a lot of baseball games. Okay. Uh, did you ever did you guys ever have a point where in your short relationship where like marriage specifically where you were like, man, we, we should probably start like doing like grown up people stuff. Or were you guys still in the mode of like, we're young, we're hanging out, we're having fun. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we had, we had kind of had this plan of, you know, she wanted, like, we were going to have, like, we were going to start having kids, which is crazy to think about. Um, But we were going to, like we had this plan to like do it like while she was like still in her master's program, but like while she was like, you know, she would just be getting out of her master's program while she was pregnant. And mm. it was just like this plan, but like that was pretty much the only thing we had planned. Um, you know, and we had lo- started looking at like apartments and stuff like that when she started making more money. Hmm. And then it just never really got past that. Interesting. Um, yeah. Before they started like, you know, declining, I'd say. Hmm. <clears throat> gotcha um what kind of music were you into Oof. 
Uh, that's 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 one thing I think about every once in a while. I was like, man, what was like the number one song when I was dating this girl? Well, shoot, let's find out. So you guys got married in 2013, right? What? Yeah, yeah. What month June was it? 20, June 26, 2013. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, she she was. That was one thing we never really. Um, that was one thing we never really agreed on was music. She just didn't listen to a lot of music. She listened to like a lot of oldies, which you know I listened to too. Um, she listened to like a lot of the Temptations. Oh, really? Um, like straight up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. A lot of old school music, but she just didn't. She never really got into like newer music. Interesting. Yeah, where I was just like all music, you know, music, everything, everything, everything. Were you like, like always... radio music, or were you one of those those kids that was like, no, I got to go to the record store and pick up the the next. Yeah, artist, no, whatever, I would whatever. definitely. Um, I would definitely like I didn't listen to that much radio because I didn't have a I never had a car, you know, mm. so I would kind of just like listen to like whatever was on Rhapsody or like Pandora at the time or, gotcha. okay. you know, I would have burned CDs for my friends. Right. Um, I don't know. I've just like playlists. I listen to like a lot of rap, a lot of rock, a lot of old school, you know, a lot of Beatles. OK. OK. Um, Beatles. A lot of like uh, Jimi Hendrix, a lot of like Biggie, Nas. Right. Uh, you know, like Busta Rhymes shit like that um yeah but like back yeah back then you know i probably listened to more radio okay like around 2013 14 so the the number one <laughs> song on your wedding day blurred lines by robin thick <laughs> oh fuck yeah that sounds about right yeah what? that sounds about right i definitely listened to that song a lot when i was working on the ice truck dude what an omen for me yeah i mean hey go figure yeah the universe they were it was trying to warn you yeah right it's just fucking it's too blurry dang so okay you guys are married let's let's talk about when you guys moved in together sorry when when you guys moved in together what were you um what was your like daily routine like did you guys have um where you guys were both working mornings or did you guys barely see each other because you were like ships passing in the night well yeah she would be like she would be in school and, you know, I would work, I worked a lot. I worked a lot in my like younger, like twenties, mm-hmm. um, you know, where I just kind of felt like I was always at work, um, which I was a lot of the time. Uh, but like, while she was in school, we definitely saw each other more. And then, you know, when she had first started the tattoo place, um, we would, we'd still see each other, you know, we had like same off days and stuff like that. Um, uh, but then like, you know, like long, like, Longer into her tenure working at uh, the tattoo shop, um, she would just, you know, work more and stay later. And it just, yeah, it got to a point where we really didn't see each other often. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, towards, towards like the end, we didn't see each other a lot. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like an old dying marriage. <sighs> but, I mean, you guys were... I wonder if, if how the dynamic would have changed if one of you guys was like a stay at home spouse and the other was working, but that person would come home to the other spouse. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cause there was a long period where she did not work. Like when we were dating, like she didn't, she wasn't working, Hmm. you know, she was just going to school. That's all it was. So she was going to school for most of our relationship. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, yeah, she, I'd say I'd say all of it. She was in school. Okay. Um, and by the time she had graduated, we had 
you know, separated. And then, you know, it took, took longer to actually get, you Hmm. know, divorced, but yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. And then, so she, her projection for herself at that time was to go into, you said it was, um, for health systems, public health yeah, yeah. administration, uh, public health administration. Yeah. She okay. wanted to, she wanted to run hospitals. Okay. So she wanted to run hospitals. What, what was your goal? And not Man. like hopes and dreams for like all the magical things you want to happen, but what was like, what were you actively working toward at that time? Um, I was going to be a Cook County Sheriff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I had taken the tests and um, I was like, I, it got to the point where my private investigator, you know, we had been meeting for a couple months at the time, but like the last time we had met, he told me I got the job. Oh, really? So he was like, yeah, he was like everything, you know, he's like everything here and everything you've brought to me and everything we've talked about You're, you know, he's like, you're pretty much, you're pretty much locked in, man. Like, congratulations. Um, and so then, I, and then, yeah, exactly. And then, um, I think like a week went by and I was kind of like just waiting for this email to like, you know, congratulate me, blah, blah, blah. And then I just, I get this email and they, um, it was a rejection letter and I, it was just, it it came out of left field. Like it was just like everybody had kind of, you know, I had like told my parents how like it was gone really well. I had, uh, I had a buddy that was a cook kind of sheriff at the time. Hmm. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then it just didn't happen. And thank God it did not happen. I really thank God every single day for that. Really? Because, oh my God. Um, yeah. Like, and it was just so appealing because it was like, oh man, you know, you become Cook County Sheriff and you're making, you know, X amount of dollars from day one. And then like four years down the line, you're, you're making $88,000 yeah. and it's just, oh wow. Yeah. And you know, no the older I got, the more I realized how horrible that job is. And how I'm just super, super lucky to have, you know, been denied. Did they give give you a reason why? No. (laughs) Was it Costco? So the only, so the only reason I got, the only reason I got, um, so my dad had known some guys on the board. Okay. And so, cause they don't tell you, they just say, oh, you got denied. So the only reason I got, my dad had talked to a couple guys on the board and they said that it had to do with Costco. Costco. I was like, there's no way. So. Costco. Yeah, thank honestly, thank you, Costco. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Man, would you have started in the prisons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was I'm not really that I mean I'm six one, but I don't know if they would have put me in Max or where I don't know. I don't sure. know where they would have would have put gotcha. me. Yeah, I just remember a buddy of mine was also like super hot for becoming a sheriff, exactly for the same reasons that you mentioned. The pay yeah. is really good straight away, oh, yeah. and then in a few years it like goes crazy up. Yeah, it goes and, up by like thirty percent. Yeah, something. yeah. So yeah, um, he just didn't get picked for whatever reason. But I remember good for him. I remember him, him thinking like, you know, like man, this is such a great. It's a smart choice because of the pay yeah. and the benefits. Yeah, exactly. And all those were like, but, those are the same words that I use and same bullshit that people told me. Like, this is a smart choice. Blah blah. Right. Your four hundred one k is gonna be fucking beautiful. Blah. Right. All this yes. shit. It's like yep. yeah, but you're literally living in prison. Yep. You're in prison. You're yep. you're not you're not at work. You're in prison, and that's what it is. Yeah. And you know it's just not it's hell. So. Wow. You could pay me. You could pay me a lot of money, and I would not go. Uh, go take uh, take that job. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, so we got your um, projection, like the thing that you were aiming for. Uh, what were your like hopes and dreams at the time? I know you guys were talking about maybe having kids, um, starting uh, starting up having kids like soon. But what what were some of your other like loftier aspirations at that time? Um, I think that was probably you know I, I was getting. Yeah, I mean, I was getting a little older, and I I had always thought about it when I was younger, you know, like going into acting and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I think I think I, I definitely started thinking about it more. You know, I wasn't doing anything towards it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making any moves towards it, but I definitely just started thinking about it more. I was, you know, it really started manifest manifesting in my brain. Hmm. Um, just like, man, I, I I think I would be really good at that, or I would I think that like I would I really want to do that, you know. Right. Okay. Cool beans. Cool beans. Um, and then, so I asked about your siblings and I know you, you got your folks that have been together your whole life. What, what's your relationship like with the Sibs? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good. You know, we're, we all just, we were very close together growing up. Um, you know, and we just kind of, kind of stuck together. Hmm. Um, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're all going to eventually branch out and move away and whatever. Uh, I hope, right. you know, get out of this city. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good. We, we definitely, we've always had a close relationship and, and like me, <clears throat> me and Zach and Jake, you know, we were always just like, we were in school together and, you know, we were in sports together and, you know, it just, it turned out to like, um, by the time I got older and we were all like working jobs, um, that any time, like, Zach was working a job and they needed extra people or I was working a job and they needed like new people. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, well, you know, I have two more of me if you guys <laughs> right. uh, need, need to need some more employees. Um, gotcha. So we, we, we all worked a lot of jobs together too. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah. They still, they still worked. They actually will live together. Uh, they live together and they work together. So. Oh, your, your brothers do. And then are, yeah. are you yeah. back home? Yeah. With yeah, your yeah, folks? yeah. Okay. So it's you and Abigail back home with the folks and then, uh, uh, Zach and Jake are roommates elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool beans. All right, I'm into yeah, that. Exactly. I am into that. Uh, do you have any quirks? Uh, what do you mean? So, uh, for example, one of my buddies, um, if he approaches a staircase, he has to start and finish with his right foot. He really thinks about that, that like every time, every, every single time has to start, has to finish with a left foot. I mean, I feel like at this point it's become second nature so he can easily shift his yeah, gait just, to make it sure it happens. starts and he'll skip yeah. steps if he has to, to make sure it starts and stops on the same foot. Oh God, time. what a wild thing to think about. One of those things where if I was like extremely high or something and you told me that I would think about that way too hard. <laughs> I feel like okay. there's no way, there's no way. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely have some quirks, you know, but. Uh, well, did I'm you have any superstitions when you were playing baseball? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> superstitions, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm like, I got really into the number eight, you know, <laughs> when I was younger. Okay. Uh, so the number eight was just like, if I saw it, if if it was, you know, if I found a penny on the fucking ground and it was a 1988 penny, I was just like, oh, this is the luckiest penny of all time. <laughs> So I would need to keep that penny on me for as long as possible. Wow. Um, okay. You know, until I'd lose it. And then if I lost it, I would start noticing things going horribly wrong. And I was just like, it's because I lost that fucking penny. I should have wow. just kept the penny. 
Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I thought That's it was amazing. real. You know, yeah. um, eight is is a lucky number um, in China. Mm. Like it's it's the so when Talk they hosted the Olympics in two thousand eight, <clears throat> like they started in August eighth in two thousand eight. It was like yeah. the that was the optimal experience. Eight, eight, oh eight. Yeah, oh eight, oh eight, oh eight. I mean that that yeah. was. Like, there's nothing greater than being able to like celebrate on a na- nationwide, you know, <laughs> lucky number, right? If there was yeah. like a seventeen seventy sixth day of the year, that would be like the U.S.'s, you know, like oh my god, we're gonna have a party. It's uh, you know <laughs> this many days of the year. It's another excuse to blow off fireworks. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's like yeah. a major, major good luck number. So that's fun that you're. Favorite number, yeah, yeah. like you got obsessed I, I was with born, the number. I was born in August, so right. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so okay, yeah. and I hate uh, I hate open drawers. I, I, I guess that's more of like a pet peeve. Okay. Um, do you feel like compelled just, to close them when you see them? I, I and I do. I don't care where I am. I like I've been at house parties where you know people I've never seen before <laughs> in my life, or been at like people's houses i remember uh like going to my ex-girlfriend's dad's house and there were uh open drawers in his kitchen and i fucking closed them you know i don't wow. even think i said hi to the guy yet you just walked uh, up and closed them hey, yeah i was just like i can't yeah i don't care what you guys are doing like close your fucking drawers <laughs> it drives me crazy i don't know why it just drives oh, me crazy man. that's amazing <laughs> that yeah. is amazing back to kenyatta uh how long did the divorce process take way too long yeah, I feel like it took. Yeah, it just took way too long. It just dragged out. It just yeah, it got dragged out, and then eventually it just got to the point where it was just like, dude, I just need to get this done, just so you know. Gotcha. It, it's done. Were you were you uh, <clears throat> reluctant because you were holding out hope that maybe you might fix things or whatever? Oof, I don't think so. I. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was definitely a time, you know, where we we started you know, talking and seeing each other again a little bit. We, we didn't really, we never saw each other, you know, like we never started dating again, Okay. you know, uh, but we'd, we'd still go like see each other every once in a while and hmm. whatever and talk. But yeah, I don't think it ever got to a point where I was like, oh yeah, we can, I think just too much damage had been done like overall with like all of my friends and my family. Like they were all way more like hurt than I was, hmm. you know, like, um, if you want to talk about like longevity, mm. like they were angrier way longer than I was. Like, I just, I got over it, you know, mm. as, as you should, uh, right. I got over it eventually. Mm. So, but it was just, yeah, it was just too much damage. I guess had been done to where not, it never crossed my mind that we were going to ever get back together. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long before you started dating again after you guys got divorced? Um, uh, it was a little while. Yeah, it was a little while. I'd s- I don't think I started dating my ex until I want to say 20, 2016. Really? No, so maybe, yeah, uh, 2017. So maybe right. Three to four years it was before you. Now, is this like a serious relationship or were you were just not seeing anybody until... Oh, uh, I really, no, I really didn't see anybody on, you know, I started working in bar industry. So, you know, when you work in bar industry, yeah, you're going to eventually see people. <laughs> yeah, sure. The, so, yeah, lo- so lots I, of opportunity for quick hookups. Yeah. 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 You know, and it was, you know, a little small stuff here and there like that. Um, mm. 
but no, yeah, then I eventually got into a relationship that ended up being like the longest relationship that I uh that I've been in. Nice. So, so this yeah. one she lasted longer than Kenyatta. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And but you guys have since broken up. I, you called her your ex? Yes. Yes. We broke up um I think like the March before COVID, so like 2019, like around like Marchish. I don't know. I was going through a, I was going through a time where I just really wanted to move out of the city and you know, she didn't, she had no plans of moving out of the city and I just really wanted to get out of Chicago. Um, you know, and she didn't, and I started kind of making plans to do that. And then, um, it got to 2020 and COVID happened. So those plans kind of just got nipped. Dang. Where were you going to go? Uh, California. I, I, I think I wanted to go to LA at the time, hmm. you know, right. go out there and, try to do some stuff. Okay. Were you going to so, try and, yeah. were you going to try and become an actor in LA? Uh, I was going to try to dabble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to dabble into it, you know? Gotcha. And then COVID happened. Okay. All right. I think we have some good information. All right. So for those of you listening, uh, the general rule of the show is we don't fix mistakes. We just, we write stories. So, um, the way that we're going to build this story, there's no guarantee. It will be that um, they are together or whatever. There's, there's, that's so. Uh, get ready for um, an other Adam that may <laughs> or may not be different than what he's already experienced. So this is going to be an interesting challenge, um, like tackling this type of decision especially with those like precepts, but stick around. We're going to listen to a little bit of music and when we're going to come back, I'm going to read the story called other Adam and we'll talk about it. Thanks for being here. Hang on.
Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that little musical break. Again, I am with my guest, Adam Kushner. If you'd like to follow him on the social medias, he's on Instagram at Kush underscore Tarantino. But for right now, we're going to get right into this story. Are you ready, Adam? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Excellent. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here is Other Adam K, because we had a previous Adam before. This is Other Adam K. Other Adam pushes through the crowd, leading with his right hand up to navigate the zombie-like meandering of the young 20-somethings, impatiently waiting their turn to enter Doc Ryan's. The rumble of the crowd fills the air with complaints. What is taking so long? This place isn't even that good. Let's just go across the street. Oh man, our place is popping tonight. Sweet. Hand in hand, Other Adam and Kenyatta snake their way through and out to the street. He brings her over in front of Grand Appliances next door. Giving her a slight tug, he pulls her in and wraps his hands around her. They stare into each other's eyes, imagining life as it could be across the ages, together and apart. Do you think we'll be together forever, Kenyatta asks, curiously, continuing, I mean, I think we will, but do you? Other Adam smiles widely out of the right side of his mouth. He softly replies, forever? That's not long enough. What's longer than forever? I'm pretty sure that's how long we'll be together. You think so? Kenyatta pushes expectantly. Of course. Here. Other Adam pauses to pull a cigarette from his pocket. He retrieves a Chicago Cubs Zippo lighter from his back pocket and flips the the cap back and snaps his fingers trying to light it. Damn it, this works most of the time. You know that. He continues snapping to no avail. Yeah, I know, Other Adam. I've seen you do it. Can, Can I try? Other Adam extends the lighter. Without breaking eye contact, Kenyatta delivers a precise snap in igniting the flame. She takes the cigarette from his lips, places it on hers, lights it, and takes a long drag. Sometimes, sometimes it just needs a woman's touch, she suggests playfully. I love you. I mean, I hate you right now because that was so cool, but I love you. He blinks for the first time since leaving the pub and questions, what do you think life will be like for us in the next few years? Obviously, we'll be together. I wonder, though, pausing for effect on the hot and sticky late August evening, when are we going to move in together? We should, right? Other Adam pulls her close and sets his chin on her head. Kenyatta reaches up blindly and pokes the cigarette into his mouth. Breathing in through his nose, he exhales with a whistle and watches as the stray hairs poking out of her loose bun dance in the breeze before responding in a matter-of-fact tone. Well, obviously we'll be together and yeah, we should move in together. I don't, I don't know why we didn't. Let's get a place. I mean, it's not like we're going to just live with our parents for the next couple months. But what if we did? What if we did live apart for like three or four months? And then maybe we, because of that, don't really establish strong base. I mean, I want kids. You want kids too, right? We both want kids. Continuing Kenyatta imagines, what if without the strong base, what if we don't really learn to trust each other? Other Adam squeezes her tightly. I mean, that would probably mean that we would only really go out to bars and house parties for fun. I don't think those things would get really intimate. Other Adam, that's crazy talk, Kenyatta places both hands on his chest and pushes back to examine him closely. She stares into his skinny chest, only slightly less skinny than it was when they first started dating. His hard work has been paying off, the daily trips to the gym, the friendly wrestling matches, all the push-ups after each meal. She traces the V at the base of his neck and walks her fingers along his collarbones to his shoulders. Cupping the ball of his shoulder, she giggles to herself, mouthing bursa as she slides her hands back along his shoulders, up his neck and resting her fingertips at the nape. She thumbs his earlobes gently, and with the nail end of her thumb, she caresses his scruffy jawline, reaching as far as her little hand can stretch. If that was true, 
then you would probably work a lot of hours and we wouldn't see each other much. I mean, I would probably be tired all the time because of grad school. So it could put a strain on us. The cigarette hanging on for dear life at the corner of his mouth dances with every word. A strain. That would probably just be the tip of the iceberg. I bet if I was working all the time and you were lost in grad school, I bet you might even meet someone. Oh, they're Adam. Furious Kenyatta pushes back from their tender embrace. Don't you even say that. How could you say that? Look, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you're upset. Aren't we talking about things that will literally never happen? I mean, if, if it'll never happen, interrupting Kenyatta interjects. Well, if that's the case, then I would meet somebody, but not in school. I bet it would be at the tattoo shop. He would sweep me off my feet, and then you and I would have a cold and very distant end of our relationship. Kenyatta, you're so young. How could you, how could you imagine that? You're my redwood tree. Tall and strong and wide. Shut up. Laughing. You know what I mean. You're covered in bark. Not helping. Not even a little bit. She leans back in and rests her head on his chest, depositing her hands deeply into his pockets. Keep going. What else wouldn't we do? Well, other Adam continues, if we had a cold and distant end, I could see it being a really messy divorce. Could you see that being the case? An ugly divorce? I don't even like saying that word. His tone drops. There's a sadness on his lips, hesitance in his voice. That would hurt so much. Sweetie, I don't, I don't ever want to hurt you. I don't, I don't want you to hurt me either. I don't want to use that word anymore. If people we know go through that, we can, we can figure something else out. We can call them lumberjacks. Yeah. They would be chopping down who they were. You and I will never be lumberjacks, other Adam. You're going to be a sheriff, a Cook County sheriff. Kenyatta, that is such a great idea. Never lumberjacks. Just you and me, other Adam. Kenyatta pauses for a moment, and the two young lovers in tandem say, forever. Jinx, other Adam calls out excitedly. Pinch poke, you owe me a rum and coke. Or is it whiskey coke? I don't know. Something with coke in it. Let's go back inside. Shut up, babe. Yeah, let's go back in. Kenyatta agrees. Other Adam drops the butt of his cigarette on the ground, stomps it out, takes Kenyatta by the hand, and leads her back into the pub, pushing ahead with his shoulder amid assertive shout-outs, alternating between, coming through, and excuse me, the two had never been more in love. 18 months later, other Adam pulls into a parking spot in front of his childhood home. Blurred Lines plays on the radio. Oh, shut up, Robin Thicke. He switches off the radio before turning the car off and heading inside. Slowly traversing the pathway from the road to the front door, Other Adam watches every inch of the pavement pass underneath his feet. He stares intently at his sneakers, the right one tied, the left untied. Examining the cuffs of his jeans, stained white with salt from the road, meant to tame the thin layer of powdered snow, he whispers to himself, I need to wash these. He stands at the front door for a moment, before placing the key in the lock and opening the door. He quietly kicks off his shoes and shuffles to the kitchen. Upon entering, he flicks the light off and makes his way in the dimly lit room to the refrigerator. He opens the French-style doors and bathes in the soft orange light. The gelatin snack jiggling on the top shelf adds a pop of lime green. He stares quietly into the refrigerator, unsure of why he's even there. His stomach no longer grumbles, his tongue is no longer parched. The beeping of the open door alarm disrupts his gaze. He relents, grabbing a single-serving bottle of orange juice, closes the doors, and heads to the round kitchen table. He plops down on a seat, puts an elbow on the table, and rests his head on his hand. We are forever, right? Forever. The room begins to spin around him. He watches as seconds on a clock. Every item therein moves from left to right and then disappears behind him before re-emerging from behind his left shoulder and making the trip again. Dizzy, he lays on the floor of the room, staring into the hanging light fixture tightly fastened to the ceiling above, unmoving. 
Other Adam, still in a corpse pose, retrieves from his pocket legal documents. Emblazoned atop the page reads petition for employ as a lumberjack. Fuck me. Oh my god. What happened to forever? The end. Hey. <laughs> god damn. Oh. Yeah. So that's like, as like well, while we were talking, I imagine like, okay, let's just reimagine what happened. Took me on a little journey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So hey, was that was that the Doc Ryan's that you went to, the one uh, in uh, Franklin Park? No. Yeah, yeah I think Park? so, right? One of the two. Yeah. yeah Franklin Park. Park. Yeah, right next to that um that uh appliance shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, the I've, appliance I've, shop. I've been there exactly once and okay. the one time that I've been there, uh, we got pulled over <laughs> as soon as we were leaving. <laughs> it was great. It was oh, great. that's that's a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah those cops don't mess around over there, dude. At all. They, got nothing, they At got, all. got nothing better to do. Yeah. And like, they didn't even pull us over for doing anything illegal. They were just like, hey, we want to see your IDs. Yeah, exactly. But, but why? Because like... you came out of that bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? All of you, all four of you, IDs. Okay. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> good times. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that was cool, man. so was it, was, was life, at all anything like that for you like the way that i tried to imagine you guys as like lovey-dovey dum-dum kids yeah was was that about what it was for you guys uh yeah i'd say so you know in the beginning for sure it was definitely like all infatuation yeah and uh yeah you know we were just like obsessed with each other mm. So, yeah, definitely smoking a cigarette. Well, see, I wouldn't be smoking a cigarette with her because I used to sneak them at Doc Ryan's because she hated, like, I wasn't allowed to smoke. No kidding. So, yeah, if, I would, if I'd want to smoke, I would have to, like, literally, Dip like, out. oh, oh, man, I had, I would, like, go in the bathroom and, like, wash my fucking upper lip with hand soap so she couldn't smell it. <laughs> Idiot. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, that is amazing. Uh, I went to, I went, I went to lengths. Yeesh. That's great. Were you guys that couple that were like super gross and like always uh, like, on top of no, each other? No, because I can't be like that. No. I'm not. I've never been like super PDA. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, yeah. Will I show like affection in public? Yeah, for sure. But like if it's like all dirty, okay. not even dirty. Oh, that's, not, that's not the right word. But like if you're just like all over me, I'm just I'm not into it. Gotcha. Okay. You know, but, I, you know, even though I'm sure I have. You know, but I probably just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. I blame the yeah, blame alcohol for that. Oh, really? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Tell me more about how. Uh, yeah. oh, I mean, just being young and stupid and drunk in bars. Like I remember, I remember when I first started working in bar industry, which I think every single every single American should like it should be a requirement you have to work in bar industry at least one year or service industry yeah because i just did not understand anything about it like i remember when i first started working there and i i realized how tips worked yeah i was just like i was like i don't think i ever tipped like at least i didn't tip well anytime oh, i was in a bar shoot so wow yeah now i tip too much but yeah nah, what, what's too much yeah literally no bartender is ever going to complain that you're tipping too exactly much. No. no like i oh. i tip very 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 well excuse and me and all sir. my friends do too good yeah Be- 
because yeah. oh i loved getting yelled at for them not tipping well by my bartenders when i was working oh jeez like hey your piece of shit left me fucking five dollars right? <laughs> your piece of shit yeah. left me five dollars on a 45 dollars tip yeah see that, that that was one of the reasons why i always hated the idea of having my friends come in wherever i was working yeah because yeah, yeah, of yeah, that, yeah yeah because of that and then so like even when when i was uh when i was managing this brunch restaurant i wouldn't I wouldn't serve people, right? Because I was like one of those managers that was like also working the shift. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. So people would come in that I know and I would put them in other people's section because I was like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to serve you. Yeah. <laughs> number one, yeah. you might ask me for some stuff like, hey, yeah. can I get a, no, you cannot. You can pay for it. But, 100%. Oh, can I get a discount? No, you may not. You can pay full price like everybody else, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing. But then when I started bartending, um, I would invite people all the time to come, you know, uh, hang out with me at the bar. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. But still, it's like otherwise, like if my friends came in and I knew them and they were like hollering at other bartenders, I would always feel like, oh, please don't embarrass yeah. me. Oh, please see, like me. most of my friends had become friends. Well, okay, so, like, most of my regular friends had become pretty close friends with, like, my friend group at the bar. Okay. So, like, my, the bartenders that I worked with, like, they were all girls. None of them were afraid to yell at my friends. Oh, good. <laughs> like, so, right. like, it, if they ever tipped, like, bad, like, the first time, they never did again. Good. good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It trips me out that people, that they have, like, serious aversions to tipping, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're just, like... Like, I don't know. And I think it's like, they just, I think ahead. they just don't understand it. Yeah. And I, what I think is funny is like, I think by and large, people don't want to tip because for whatever reason, they just want to pay the sticker price. And that is it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they just, they find different reasons. If you, when I was down in, in, in um, Texas for school, right. And I worked a, a serving shift down there one time, uh, like people would like leave notes like, oh, if I have to tithe 10% to God, why am I going to give you 15%? You know? oh. And I'm like, first off, your uh, math is wrong because it's 10% of everything Texas. versus 15% of the $28 meal you just had. You yeah. Know? So that's, it's just like people just like, no, I just want to pay the advertised price and that is it, you know, or yeah. I don't want to get a better job if you, you know, and it's like the part of me is like, you know what, if we, because Americans are so terrible to service workers, if they were just paid a living wage and there were no such thing as tips, yeah. uh, they would not tolerate bad attitudes. No, never. Yeah. Like if you paid if you paid a server twenty five dollars an hour, mm -hmm. you know, like twenty five an hour, and then like yeah, something and like give them health care, then oh. yeah, there would be no complaint. Not zero. Zero. You would have, you would have people like running into restaurants applying for applications. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, hundred percent. And then you could be so. way more selective too, on you know who you were gonna have. Your the training would be like so much more intense because hey man, we're gonna pay you this amazing rate. You have to be tip top. You know. Yeah. Instead well, of I, I, hey, we're gonna pay you two dollars an hour, and hopefully you can you know do yeah. Hopefully well your performance is right. good enough for you so that you make more money. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this though: it, it, Do you tip based off not necessarily based off performance? No. But if you have, just say your say your waitress is awful, you know, checks on you two times throughout the two mm -hmm. hours you're there, mm -hmm. you know, 
like doesn't ask like doesn't ask you questions blah blah are you gonna tip her less no are you still gonna tip her the same no i always tip people the same no matter what because i know like sometimes you just get caught up you know sometimes so do you so do you you tip higher if the service is like impeccable um i mean depends on how impeccable i think I, i like i tip pretty well just yeah. period out of the gate. Right. I just, yeah. 100%. Especially because like, I've had a lot of service people come see me at the bar or whatever. And they mm-hmm. have just like thrown, you know, money at me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. That's and so I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, we get it. Right. So in the same yeah, reason, sure. when I go out to eat and I'm being taken care of by a service, I'll throw them a bunch of cash extra because I, yeah. I just, I want them to know like, Hey man, I support you. I know this, this job is not always fun and you know, yeah. I want, I want to be, be the ma- one that, like you could be making their day. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So that's, that's, that's how I do it. If, if I see that they're having a, a tough time or they're being negligent or whatever, I might ask them like, Hey, what's up? Are you guys, uh, how are you doing? You know, how's it going yeah. tonight? Cause like sometimes people just need like, Oh, you know, I'm distracted by this and they just need a little mini pep. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. And it just gets yeah. them back on track. So you know, showing e- expressing interest in another human sometimes goes a long way, even if it's just. Like oh that. yeah, no, trust me, it's, it's really funny working at Trader Joe's and like, because I just talk to people all day. Like customers come and like come through my line, and right. uh, it's just funny sometimes seeing the reactions to them mm-hmm. when I say like, "Hey, how are you doing?" They're like, "What?" <laughs> like somebody hasn't asked them how they were doing in like a month. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I've had a lot of good conversations with customers. Yeah. Nice. That's simple, man. Yeah, that super simple. simple. Treat people like people, right? Mm-hmm. Such a weird concept, right? Such a weird concept. But yeah, Who'd I mean, I think I would, I would love working in um, food and beverage way more than I do if it wasn't dependent on tips. Because I know for me, I am not mature enough to let my day not be ruined by three or four just terrible tippers in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. I know what you mean. Um, okay, so you guys were like a little bit lovey-dovey and all that jazz. So, um, I know we talked some about what you know life was like at the end when you finally got, or I don't think I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I asked you before who served who the legal papers. Oh, I actually was the one that went down there and did it and signed them. Oh, really? And I was like, and yeah. Then, and I was like, hey, I'd like, I need your signature. Then we're all done. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it just, yeah, it got to a point where, like, we had been separated, like, because the divorce took a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took over two years, I think. Jeez. It took. Where we just, like, where we just didn't file. Wow. So you guys and were got... not. What's that? So you guys were not divorced longer than you were like married together. Exa- yeah, exactly. Wow. Like we were, we spent more time not together, you know, and like wow. we, and like, you know, immediately after separating, we had like, you know, still seen each other and like, we were still talking and like, sure. we like never really tried. I think we went over that, but, uh, but yeah, no, it just got to the point where I was like, dude, we need a, we need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get it over with. And I, I like I was, I, and I had started dating somebody, and that okay. definitely, that that definitely pushed it. Gotcha. Because okay. she was like, "Dude, you're still married," and I was like, "Yeah, we need to <laughs> hold on. We need to let me let me go take <laughs> care of this. I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just like, yeah, wow. you know, let's 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 get this done. And she was pretty happy. Good, good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Um, was I able to tap into anything you might've been feeling there at the end? Um, oh yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. A lot of despair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was just, oh man, like looking back at it, I was just like, man, you did not need to be that sad for that long. Okay. You know, you could have gotten your shit together. It wasn't that bad. You know, it's not like we had a kid or anything. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really like, it wasn't super messy or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. But so, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely made me think. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Right on, right on. So was there anything else in there that you, um, that you felt like, oh, I can relate to that? Um, yeah, just, I feel like the conversations between us, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to I tried no. to make you guys playful with each other. Yeah, and we definitely were, you know. Yeah. Definitely were that was part of like the attraction. Okay. We were able to have that. Yeah. Yeah, I always think it's fun when you know, you have couples that are um and <laughs> it's it's funny to watch from an outsider's perspective because you never really know exactly what's going on between the two. But when you have couples that are like really sweet to each other and then they're just like vicious. Oh, like, yeah. Just mocking <laughs> each other viciously. And you're like, oh, are you guys fighting? What? No, 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 no. Yeah. Like two Long Islands later. And it's yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. But then they're just like, no, no, no. We love each other. This is just how we yeah, play. No. Like yeah, this is like, how we communicate. Like, yeah. shut up. That is that is such an early 20-year-old, like, mindset. Right. Like, yeah. Like, how are you going to sc- know that I love you if I don't hurt you? We scream at each other because we love each other. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want her to hear me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, shut up. Right. It's <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. And, I, like, what what I think is funny is, and not even, like, in the haha sense, it's it's interesting to me because a lot of times that's, like, rooted in some measure of, like childhood trauma where oh for sure we just like our parents don't know what they're doing and so they're like yeah mad and they're like beating us or screaming at us or you know blah 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 and then they stop and say but i love you and so like, yeah. we, we connect those yeah. dots right so yeah. then we find ourselves in relationships and we're like here let me kiss my fist before i punch your soul just yeah so you know exactly that i love you you know but it's okay because i punched you in the heart yeah yeah and now you know I love you. you do you feel that you feel yeah. something when we when that's, we do this right that's that's love yeah no yeah that's uh that's definitely I've, I've i've always like known that too i was like you know i know where my problems came from <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware like i don't need a therapist to be like oh you know this probably triggered that no i know oh, okay. you know and, and that's not knocking therapy i think therapy is a beautiful wonderful thing yeah um but no, just like, yeah, I, I know where I, I know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's great. I think what a therapist would do in this situation is help you create like an actionable plan about how to deal with it. Yeah. 100. They'd be like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm sure, you know, let's talk a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> let's, you know, let's third break it eye down. open up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to go to therapy. I actually, I really am. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, it helps, man. Yeah, for it sure. Helps. And I know it does. I've I've seen the wonders of it. I like yeah. from, like from other people. Yeah. When I when I first started going to therapy a bunch of years ago, uh, I had an idea of what I thought was going to happen. Right. Okay. And so, um, in the first couple sessions, 
I, like, I didn't have any idea what to expect or whatever from them, but I was like, okay, so we're just going to talk. They're going to ask me some questions. They're going to write in their legal pad. And then they're going to tell me all the ways that I'm messed up. Right. Yeah. But like that literally never happened. Right. It was, it wasn't, it was never like that. We really did just have a lot of conversations where she like got me to open up and kind of like examine myself and, you know, stuff. One of my, one of my favorite things, uh, is where, um, I told her that one of the ways that I cope with feeling awkward around people is I will, um, like test out jokes in my head. Right. So my interactions with people will be very surface level. I'll like turn up the charm at the grocery store or in the line at Starbucks or whatever. And I'll like test out jokes just to see how well it goes. And she's like, how dare you? And I was like, what? She's like, how, (laughs) how dare you? You cannot treat people like that. They are people with feelings. They are not toys they're not a chalkboard they're not you know this and i was like oh, i didn't know I was, i'm so wow i'm so sorry <laughs> you know and so like it, but it, it gave me a whole lot of perspective on yeah what yeah. i allowed myself to do when i'm relating to people you know it doesn't matter okay. the scenario i mean they're strangers right but if i'm not gonna uh respect them as people you know all the time then just don't talk to them you know yeah don't talk to them. yeah yeah or, really and what I have done since then is like, Hey, sometimes I like to write jokes. Can I just tell you a joke right quick? And you tell me what you think. And then that, like, that has worked out great because they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. See, that's, that's a better way of going at it. And yeah, yeah. it just took her to, it took her to tell you that for you to realize. And yeah. Then, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I, 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 for that reason, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for therapy huge yeah yeah i i I always have been to not always but i have been for a long time and i just haven't gone and i'm like you know what you should uh you know maybe try it out yourself yeah you were talking about your amazing insurance too right so that helps yeah yeah exactly my health insurance is pretty nice sweet shout out trader joe's (laughs) work at a grocery store and i make more money than some of my friends that went to college for four years bruh That's not a knock at college. Knowledge right. is great. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I mean, <laughs> to an extent. So, like, my wife and I have conversations all the time about the necessity of college. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, do I need to go to college and get into this college debt to discover this is not actually what I want to do? I just went to college because everyone said this is what you have to do. Yeah. Right? Well, I feel it's a family. It's a family thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how many how many baristas have you met at Starbucks with PhDs? Uh, you know what i i work with people at trader joe's with phds there you go yeah so it's it's like although like to a certain extent i feel like people that go to school all the way to get their phd part of it is their just love for being in the school environment being in school yeah which i will never understand that good for them i really wish i had that yeah like (laughs) i really wish i had that love for school yeah um but no yeah i mean i mean if if you did though you might be like ph doctor adam k you know possibly you know i really i I, i'm i get motivated enough for things yeah so yeah but i do love school and i i do i will go back um but just not anytime soon i'll go back when i'm when i can pay it you know yeah yeah i mean (laughs) for that reason i like taking like um so this is something that i was considering going back to school for photography in my mid-20s um okay and this how old are you now I'm, I'm 40. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm 40. 
um, this art director that I know, he and I were talking about it and I was asking for his opinion because uh, he was the art director for uh, a pretty, you know, uh, doing well advertising company, right? Okay. Here in Chicagoland area. And I was like, yo, I'm thinking about going to school for photography. And he's like, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Buy yourself a camera, a really good camera, and then go take like a weekend course, right? Just like a three day, eight hours a day intensive and you will learn just about as much as you would in like four semesters of photography school. Oof. Right. Because and how much, how much would photography, uh, photography school cost? Well, I mean, if it's photography school, it's just like, I would just be going to like Columbia university or some yeah. school that has photography as an art. Um, yeah. You know, a, a, a BFA for that, you know, cause he's like the mechanics are what you need to learn. Everything else is literally practice and judging and practice and judging and practice and judging. So you take the three-day intensive. You learn everything mechanically about what you're doing. Composition, lighting, you know, your ISO, everything, your F-stop. Learn how, learn, just understand the, the framing, you know, the, the different laws of, of, of framing where you need your three points, you know, why you need your, your, um, your eyes, uh, your eye line to be symmetrical, you know, between everybody that's in it sort of thing, you know, to, to create this image. You're, so like all of those things. Right. And once yeah. you learn that, then you can just go practice. Right. So save yourself $40,000, go spend 1500 on a three day intensive and then just start practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And so for that, I think, I think I was looking for a reason to go back to school because I was dissatisfied with the, um, level of education that I had up to that point, you know, yeah. and I had graduated from Bible college at that point. And I was like, ah, oh, nope, I don't feel like I'm, I'm well equipped enough for the world. And so it was because of that, that I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just looking for a reason to go back to school. Maybe it's yeah. not that I want to be a photographer, you know, it's, it was, a, it's a hobby of mine. I like taking pictures. I enjoy that. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like, oh, I want to be a professional photographer and work yeah, for You're not going to make money or, doing it, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it's like don't go to bartending school. Just be a bar back for six months, and I'll teach you everything. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Like, how about go make money while yeah. you're learning instead of paying yeah. money to learn from some idiot flipping cups? Yeah. Oh man, it's it's so much fun though. Um, a lot of those, uh, like I've seen quite a few videos from like bartending schools, and yeah. like some of their recipes for classic cocktails are like bonkers. Oh, I'm Hilarious. sure. I'm sure th those drinks are. And it's if like, see, and, okay, and if you want to go, you know, you want to go be a bartender at like, you know, some bar downtown or something like that, mm -hmm. or like that, like the Hancock. Then yeah, maybe go to bartending school. But if you want to go, like, I worked with people that were like bartending in Wrigleyville, and like they went to bartending school. I'm like, are you stupid? I'm like, <laughs> if you can make a mm -hmm. vodka Red Bull and pour a beer, then you're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So like when I was at the bar in Wrigleyville, um, just north of Zany's, is that what it was called? No, Rizzo's. Yeah. Rizzo's. Just north of Rizzo's, right by the Metro. Okay. That's where uh, it was, where I was working. And right. like the top three drinks that I would make, Old Fashioned, Long Island, and whatever the, the, the beer that was on like uh, special that day I'm was special yeah yeah that was those those are the three main drinks that i would serve right yeah so about right yeah and so but i mean 
I want to say, sure, there's a place for bartending school. Fine. But like, even if you want to go work for like the aviary or one of those really swanky bar program places, getting in and being like the, the very bottom ancillary support, and then being trained up that way, then you move up, move up, move up, move up, move up, you know? Cause like I was at the, I was at the Hampton social for a while and one okay. of their like sister, um, restaurants, nightclubs really is the basement. And they had an opening for a bartender for like five minutes. Right. <laughs> and it was only because like they had to post the opening, but literally they just promoted one of the barbacks to bartender you know and so yeah that place has a like a really it had a really really good uh, bar program when i was you know working there i really enjoyed their their drinks so it was fun watching you know this dude who had been bar backing for two years there yeah and then just see the up. progression yeah 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 so yeah I, I don't think i bartended until i bar back for yeah about two years yeah it was um and which i just fell into bar backing too i was working the door and one night the bar back just didn't show up so they're like hey adam you got a bar back right and i was like uh cool never done that before right and they were like cool we'll teach you everything in you know 30 minutes yeah pretty much and then it was just trial and error after that and yeah. i made i got they tipped me out six hundred dollars and um i was like are you fucking kidding me uh-huh. i was like what is this they're like that's your tip out i'm like Oh yeah, I was like, okay, I want to do this all the time, <laughs> every day. And, this uh, is what I want. Yeah. Every so day. then, like the 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 barback that had called off and like, uh, what was his name? Oh, I forget. But he did not like me after that. Oh really? Um, because I took his day, and everybody, uh, I think I just did a maybe. Well, you know what? No, I definitely did not do a better job than him because he was a great barback. Okay. Um, but I think he just felt like disrespected like, because sure. I started getting like barback shifts. Right. Right. And so he eventually quit. And then I was like, cool, more money for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's such a trip though. That like that environment, that work environment is so unforgiving. Oh yeah. It's like, unless you are there every day, all day, you get like punished. So like, even if he called off like, Hey, I have 139 degree fever, I'm going to yeah. die. You know, but if yeah. I survive, I'll be back to work tomorrow. They're like, okay, now you've lost two days a week. Because yeah, the guy exactly. that replaced you, we can rely on him. And it's like, what? Yep. Oh, yeah. I had nothing going on. I was like, I could be here seven days a week if you guys want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 such a trip that it, yeah. how unforgiving it is, you know. Yeah. Oh, I saw a lot of a lot of people come and go. Yeah. Big time. A lot of people. Big time. Oh it was uh, a doozy. Yeah. It's nuts. It, I mean, like, what's funny is you get so many people that come in. You're like, oh, man, this person's great. I'm so excited to have this person. Heck yeah. They're so good. And then they're killer. And they're like, Hey, um, I'm going to quit. Cause I'm going to go to new Orleans for the weekend. And I just don't want to be here. You know, yeah. maybe if there's, a, oh, yeah. if you don't hire someone to replace me when I come back, then, you know, and then they're gone for two weeks and they come back. Oh, sorry. We, we had to hire someone to fill you. Okay. Bye. And that's it. And it's like, no, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no, we had a, we had a girl, we had a girl, she maybe worked for us for like five days. She was awesome. You know, she was great. I just, I, I, I could tell she didn't really fit well in the environment, okay. but I, so I brought this like old vintage, like a uh, cocktail book to work. Cause I thought it was awesome. I was like, this is great. And I was like, just starting to bartend a little bit more. Okay. I brought it to work and 
I showed this girl and she like she was like, oh my gosh, she's like, this is awesome. I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. I'm like, I figured like we can like read this and try to learn make cocktails or sure. whatever. Yeah. She stole my fucking book and <sighs> never showed up to work again. Oh my gosh. Stole my book and she never came back. She just she didn't even tell anybody. She just left. Wow. And I was like, God damn it. That's so rude. So, yeah, it's it's like she saw her ticket out. She's like, you know what? That's all I need. That's what this job is worth to me. That book right there. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you since replaced that book? No. No, wow. I that, that was just pretty <laughs> I think I think that was that was the end of my bartending dreams. Oh wow. Uh, it's so heartbroken just, that she yeah, stole your book. So yeah, like, I went okay, through a real deep my depression book, there. And my dreams were along with it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow oh yeah that's yeah. funny that is funny oh man you ever you ever picture yourself working as a lumberjack anywhere as a lumberjack yeah. um chopping down redwood trees you know what i did I, what was i watching the other day i just turned something on for background noise i think i turned on like a wolverine movie and he was a lumberjack and i was just looking at him and i was like i could never do that <laughs> like all those men are just you know yeah their forearms are the size of my torso. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not like, I act like I'm not in shape, but mm -hmm. no, I, maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, I, like I, there's, see... I feel like there's a lot of drug use in the lumber, uh, lumberjack trade. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it can be pretty dangerous. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh man, that's, it doesn't seem like the safest job. Uh, nope. Nope. I, I just got back from Maine and my my uncle was telling me about like lobster men in Maine. Oh my god! It's just like a brutal job. Yeah. Like you're up at 5 a.m. every day. Yep. You know. Yeah. And yeah he was chefs. just it's a lot of a lot of drug use, a lot of drinking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like you, all, all those jobs that are super super demanding, right? Where yeah. there's not a lot. It's it's a pretty thankless job. Like nobody really pays attention to who you are. Just do your job and you're there yeah. like busting your ass all day, every day. What's the way to cope? I know. I'm going to go get <laughs> smashed or I'm going to go get high or whatever. Yeah. You know? There's some crystal meth. Yeah. Jeez. It's not. Yeah. Because like food and they get dragged the into the thing. jobs too. They get what now? Well, they just like you get pulled into those jobs. Because, oh, like, yeah. Okay. Like you can get on a lobster boat or whatever and. Yeah. Go fucking haul in $30,000 worth of lobster. Yeah. So it could be really good money, but then it could be really, really horrible money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, this, that one of the things that, that I think is, is interesting to um, our way of life here is we have that lottery mentality. So a lot of these jobs where you can make like, six months worth of work in two weeks, you know, or six, six months worth of, of money in two weeks, you know, just depending yeah. on the, the gig. It's like, that's what I, I feel like keeps people. Cause like the, the only reason that there are so many service workers that there are is because of that. Well, it's because they're all doing something else too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's part of it too, but the, it's, it's the volatility of the potential for Ernie. Cause if you can yeah, make yeah. $4,800 in a four-day weekend because some, you know, convention is in town or whatever, there's some event nearby and all those people are going to your bar and you're going to make almost five grand in just four days. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. What, oh what? God, St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. yeah. Sign sign me up. I'm gonna right. make almost a thousand dollars in one day. In, in that yeah. one day, you know. I mean, forget yeah. about it. If you're if you're like a bottle service, you know, person at at a nightclub, and you're pulling in, you know, crazy amounts, or oh, if they you're pull in disgusting. Yeah. If you're like, imagine you're, you're a bottle service person at a strip club. Right. Yeah. And you're you're pulling in two grand a night just because people are there literally just throwing cash into the air. Yeah. You know, you can pull in two grand on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So you I know? think that's that's one of the main reasons why people stick to those kind of jobs. And so if you have a job where he's like, oh, man, if I just catch this giant uh, uh, tuna. Right. I can sell this <laughs> tuna for twenty two thousand dollars. Awesome. You know. Yeah. And so yeah, you, do, yeah. you just live for that lottery. You know. Yeah. It's a trip. And then the rest of the time they're just catching old boots and yeah. tuna cans in the yeah. ocean. So you, you might make six months worth of earnings in two weeks, but yeah. in the whole year you might make only like a year and a quarter's worth because yeah. so much of it is, you know, nothing. Or it's, yeah, ju- exactly. it's just the long 10-hour days, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Those can really – I mean, they catch up to you. And yeah, big time. Working in – working in bar industry you're just you're you're spending more money because you're going out and yep. you know you're tipping really well because you're going to all your neighbor like you're going to all your yep. you know sister brother bars yep so yeah. yeah it all it all evens out yeah i would say so i yeah. would say so oh man oh um what's um what's your drink what's ooh what's my drink yeah. like oh uh I mean, I really only drink beer. Um, I do like a a nice gin and tonic. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Like gin, I I used to drink a lot of whiskey. Um, okay. You know, I worked at a bar where we had chandeliers made of Jameson bottles, <laughs> um, and the only reason those Jameson bottles got up there is because we all drank them. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can't really drink anything dark anymore like i remember the last time i had jack daniels i broke out in hives and i was like yeah i'm never drinking jack again Uh oh um so like uh, light um i'll drink tequila okay you know but if i'm gonna drink a beer um you know i like a lot of the chicago breweries okay uh, there are but, a lot a lot of chicago yeah breweries. there's there's so fucking many i can't keep up with all this shit so like, are you in the like the bigger ones so like uh, goose island or mars no, I don't really like Goose Island. I like Half Acre. Okay, um, Half Acre. I like uh, I like Maplewood a lot. Mm, um, that's a good one. But you know, I usually um, you know if I'm drinking, just going to a bar and asking for a drink. It's usually just an old style. <laughs> Gross, man. I'm about as I'm about as Chicago as it gets. Gro- hey, can but I there's... just have a glass of orange juice? But can you scrape some rust into that orange juice and stir it up for me? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been drinking it so long that Yuck. it's just part of me now. So that's so funny. I'll face the same. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, that's funny. Cool beans. Cool beans. Um, quick uh, G&T recipe. Uh, you ever heard of liquid smoke? No. Maybe. Uh, you can get it at the grocery store for like a dollar and 29 cents. Okay. All right. Uh, hickory. Hickory liquid smoke. And it's generally you just throw it on food where if you don't have a smoker and so you're going to braise your food and you just yeah. dump some of that on there and then it, it tastes like you've been smoking it for hours or whatever. Okay. All right. So do your favorite gin, 
do um, a, a few shakes of uh, liquid smoke. Take some fresh rosemary, like peel it off of the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the sprig. And then okay. muddle a little bit of that. If you have, if you can find like some dried juniper berries, drop a little bit of that. Put a little bit of the liquid smoke in there. Muddle all those together. Maybe drop in just a skosh of um, like a sweetener. Okay. Uh, muddle all that together. Muddle, muddle all that. Throw in your um, uh, gin, uh, your ice, and then top it with um, some tonic. And you will have yourself a delicious, smoky gin and tonic. That one's free for you. That one's free. I, I will not remember any of that. So I will definitely have to come back and listen to this episode. Please do. And yeah. I will I will 100% make that, though. Nice. I will make that. Yeah, yeah. Because I know good. that my friends are going to listen to this episode and they will uh, they'll make me <laughs> make them that. So. Dude, make that drink. Make, make your yeah. gin and tonic. Yeah. They'll probably buy the ingredients. Nice. Do it to it. Cool. <laughs> cool beans. Right on, right on. I think this is a good place to bring it all together and wind it all down. Um, I think so too. Right on. Cool. Thank you so much, Adam, my guest, for being a part of the show. Really appreciate you having uh, having you on. Uh, also, again, if you want to follow him on Instagram, it is Kush underscore Tarantino. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's an honor. It's wonderful. Glad to have you. All right. So for Adam K, uh, I am D. Thank you for being here. Please come back for another episode of Other You next week. But for now, bye-bye.